The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. Welcome to a Tuesday. End of end of August. The last time we will speaking to you in the month of August. Thirty days, half, ha, thirty days, half September, April, June, and November. Yes, and August has thirty first. Right, but this is the last time we'll be speaking with That's them. True. Unless there's unless the biggest news story ever happens tomorrow that we need to have. A yeah, show. I really don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just mean I'm not getting on here. Gone, I wouldn't say that. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the way that the summer's gone politically. Certainly, certainly not a sleepy summer heading into what's going to be an absolutely action-packed fall. Um, and I, I, just, I mean, I mean, college football starts this week. NFL kicks kicks up again next next Thursday, and and uh, and we have an election. So it's all happening. We're here, folks. We're here. Enjoy the end of summer. Enjoy the last couple of days of summer because <clears throat> it's about to be just absolutely information overload. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. And um, and I think the first place to look is as we try to do on the show with some optimism. Okay. Little optimism. Okay. 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 So let's hit you with the bad news first. The Democrats had a good summer. The Democrats had a good summer. You want to know why the Democrats had a good summer? Because they were able to get a whole bunch of stuff pushed through that they promised to do so that they get to go back to their constituents and say, you elected us, we did it. Kind of a smart plan. It's not a bad plan politically. Right now, we... Well, if you're listening to this, you most likely think that what they're doing is going to end up being a complete disaster for this country. However, they did. Like, they are who they thought we, who we thought they were, right? They are who we thought they were, right? Big government spenders said just, just now just literally handing out cash for votes. Mm-hmm. But this is what they said they were going to do, and they did it. And guess what? People, their, their constituents are now getting a little bit more energized, a little bit happy, maybe want to keep these people in power. They're doing what they said they were going to do. All right? We're not going to feel the pain from this until years and years and years down the road. So right now, it's just sunshine and roses. Right? Furthermore, the Dobbs ruling, let's just be honest, it's been a disaster politically for Republicans. We took the Dobbs ruling, and we thought America was ready for uh, bans on abortion across the board. Um, well, let me say that some people thought it was not everyone thought this was an opportunity to go, okay, you know what we need to do now? Ban it, ban it everywhere. 
no no exceptions whatsoever and that plan has um backfired in a lot of places and the rhetoric during the republican primaries and we are feeling the effects of it here in arizona that led to our now senate candidate blake masters who launched who said every off the wall whack job thing that you could say in order to get elected in order to win the nomination is now scrubbing his website of basically everything that he's ever said before and is trying to pass himself off as just like this regular run-of-the-mill dad of three who just you know wants to be a voice for arizonans in the senate you know which uh <clears throat> is going to be very 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 hard for him to walk back when his candidate when the when his opponent senator kelly has tens of millions of dollars to un to unleash TV ad after TV ad after TV ad after radio spot after radio spot after newspaper ad after billboard of Blake Masters in his own words saying some things that you know not real the real world isn't you know an online chat forum where you're anonymous like the real world isn't 4chan <laughs> grow up a little dude um um so so like these are problems that we're experiencing as republicans but i want i i say all of that and i bring up the things that haven't gone so great for us because a great thing is happening this week yay joe biden is hitting the road oh yeah there is nothing better is he getting there on a bicycle there is nothing better for republicans right now than for joe biden to go out there and remind america of who he is because he's been like the wizard of oz this summer he's been behind the curtain back there no one's seen him he falls off his bike he doesn't have to give press conferences the press are never going to press him but if you've noticed he's basically been out of the picture the entire time where's joe where's joe the better question is when will they pull the cord and will they use COVID again? Well, that's 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 good. Like, like right? how far along the slip ups, because obviously that's going to happen, are they going to allow him to go? Well, you know, I mean, this is this is a great question. You know, I got to say, he's giving a speech on Thursday night about democracy, whatever that oh, means. Can't wait to watch that. Whatever that means. But I just want to let you know that the great uniter, right? Amtrak Joe, the guy who works across the aisle, a coalition builder, if we've ever seen one, folks, Joe Biden. You know, the thing that he said, this is going to restore temperament and it's going to store class to the White House, a proper temperament. Someone who's going to lower the temperature in the room. <sighs> President Biden today. And for those brave right wing Americans who say it's all about keeping Americans independent and safe, you want to fight against the country? You need an F 15. You need something a little bit more than a gun, Biden told the crowd, referring to the Second Amendment. So there you go. If you want to protect your Second Amendment rights, you're going to need a little bit more than that gun if you're going to want to keep that gun, says Joe Biden. What does he want us to have? Well, he wants us to have a great campaign commercial in the fall that Joe Biden's <laughs> going to send F-15s against American gun owners to take your guns away. Um, so number one, thank you, Joe, for uh, a, little, a, little, a little Christmas present um, at the end of August um, because... You want to talk about a group of people that mobilizes immediately? Gun owners, right? Gun owners on our side are the same as like the pro-abortion whack jobs and the environmental whack jobs on the left. 
Like as soon as as soon as anyone wants to talk about the Delta smelt, the environmental activists surround you, and you can't, and you're not going to get in a word in edgewise. And it's one of the reasons why California has so many problems with its with its water and its agriculture system in the Central Valley. The Delta smelt, go look it up. For, but the point being is that we have it on our side with the NRA and the NRA and gun owners activate immediately. And if you've ever seen the show Veep on HBO, there is a great, great, great scene where That's exactly what I was thinking yep, of. It's, it, I, <laughs> I, I knew you were going here where where one of the candidates this it, they're running for, for it's a competitive race in New Hampshire. And one of the candidates goes, oh, uh, guns are dangerous. You know, you. You, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be playing around with guns. And the candidate loses the election because the next day it's billboards everywhere and you can't turn on the TV without the commercial being on. And I said, okay, you're going to take away my gun. You're going to take away Second Amendment right. Right? Just the same way that, that abortion supporters felt like a right was taken away for them with the Dobbs ruling, you're going against the number two amendment, Right? The old saying goes, why does the Second Amendment exist? In case anything yeah, happens to the, the first. first. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. And so, and so Joe, Joe Biden, thank you, activating us gun owners, reminding, not that we needed to be activated anymore with Joe Biden in the White House, when Democrats in the White House were already kind of a little bit more, you know, amped up. Oh, and by the way, I say all of this as a gun owner, okay? Like, I'm not taking a shot at gun owners saying that we're like, like whack jobs out there, right? But this is an issue we deeply care about because as, as another old saying goes, when, second matters, when seconds matter, the police are only minutes away. Yep. Not a shot at law enforcement. Or if you live in Flint, 26 hours away. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or you live in Flint, Michigan, where they just don't pick up the 911 call. Um, the, point, the, the point being is that when it comes to your family's safety, the, person that should, the people that should be in charge of it first and foremost are the people in the household. And when the government comes to us and say, no, 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 we're not going to let you protect your family the way you feel your family should be protected, that is a vastly different conversation than we're not going to let you kill that viable child. This is a vastly different scenario than this. This is talking about protecting living beings from dangerous people that are being let out of jail. Like, by the way, we're going to mention, well, I'll just mention it right now. Mm -hmm. Vice President Harris couple years ago, she tweeted out, hey, give money to this Minnesota bail fund. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today, one of the people that her money helped let out, yeah, convicted of felony, a first degree murder. Solid. Congratulations. Yeah. So just remember when the Democrats used January 6th as a way to talk about how much they love law enforcement. Actions always speak louder than words, folks. Look at their actions. Their actions are they put their money towards letting murderers out of jail. That's the vice president of the United States. Anyways, back to the point that I'm making, the best thing that can happen to Republicans now is that the White House is going to overplay their hand and think that Joe Biden is now going to be the salesman of far left radicalism throughout the United States. All right, all right. Because inflation still exists. Gas prices what? have come down. Max, a inflation is just a figment of your imagination right. and we're not in a recession. Don't you watch CNN? No, actually, <laughs> CNN is not part of the package of channels that we have. I don't think anyone watches CNN. I don't think seeing people at CNN watch CNN. No, but They're anyway. like, oh, we have to watch CNN. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail you. 
um, it's 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 okay. But 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 so I, I just wanted to, to to kick off the show with that. That Joe Biden out there hitting the road, just reminding just reminding gun owners that you're gonna you're gonna need an F fifteen if you're gonna if you're gonna want to protect your gun. And 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 don't test us, by the way, Joe. We will find a way. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't known here. Like I said, he's going to give a speech on Thursday that no one's going to watch and no one should care about. Um, um, the, the, but the other thing that I that I wanted to get into is kind of the, the 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 other thing is how we direct our energy as Republicans right now. And um, the point is the, the the great thing about Joe. The, the, the bad thing about Democrats passing their policies is that the policies got passed. Yes. You know, in some ways, the good thing is, is that because they've done such idiotic things, um, like give $10,000 checks to people making $250,000 a year um, by taking money out of the pockets of people who didn't go to college, um, I, it, it's still... Uh, astounding and 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 that's the point like these are the things that we now get to highlight as republicans going no see wait a second they're as bad as we told you these people are absolutely foolish right i mean we we're, we're on the backs of 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 joe joe biden supposedly church going joe biden and because he hides behind the shield of the bible i don't mind taking shots at him with this whereas i i wonder if he paid attention at mass this past sunday I don't know. Because this mass on this past Sunday was basically all about poor people, helping poor people. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of the Beatitudes in there, one of the Beatitudes. But well, I thought it was also about humility. It's about humility. So, gospel gets in, so the gospel talks about humility, right? So, yep, you're right, humility. But also the, one of the, the threads throughout the, the three readings were in, in terms of humility of, of you know, being humble, don't being don't be ostentatious. Don't you know brag about your wealth, this and that. When you have the banquet, invite everyone. <laughs> you know, you know, blessed are the poor. I, that was the second reading. Basically, it goes after that part of the Beatitudes. Um, this is the most an, like the most anti quote unquote like poor person or impoverished person administration I can remember. In, 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 the, in the past month, we've seen Joe Biden say, we're going to confiscate your income and give it to people making $250,000 a year. And this is on the backs of him expanding the IRS to target people making less than $100,000 a year with, with audits. It's true. I mean, if, you're, if, you, are, if, if you are someone who, in this country, you know, who is you know making a good wage but certainly you know not feeling like they're rolling in it how do you not feel under attack by the biden administration after this past month where he's basically said i'm going to make life way more difficult for you i'm going to make inflation worse i'm going to tax you more and i'm going to send the irs after you What the hell, man? <laughs> and this is the stuff that we got to highlight. And I, and I say that because when you go on the news today, 
the de facto head of our party, Donald Trump, is not talking about any of this stuff. What's he talking about? Um, now he would like us to somehow have a new election. Correct. Correct. Rerun the election. Rerun the election. Because that's, that's what he's talking that's about. That's feasible. Because that's feasible, right? Because because we're because we're going to do that. We're going we're just going to hey, you wanna know what? Let's schedule it for next Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Why that's not? how that works. That's how that works. If Joe Biden Joe's busy? gonna agree to it. Joe Biden's gonna agree to it. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, I mean this is part of the problem. Is that when he does that, immediately he starts going out and if you're not talking about that you're a liberal who hates America to him. And he's going to tell all supporters you're a liberal who hates America because you're not focusing on the quote-unquote stolen election. We would be far better off if he, for five seconds, stopped thinking about his own predicament and started thinking about the disastrous stuff the Democrats are doing to the country right now and how we're going to stop it. And I will simply say this, to those of you who believe the election was stolen, I would kindly point you in the direction of who the Virginia governor is right now, in Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn Youngkin ran one of the great all-time statewide campaigns in modern American political history. And he did this interesting thing called, he got off his butt, got into the public, and went to the parents of Virginia and said, hey, you're not being listened to. How can I help? How can I help? And he won across the board, and he ran up the numbers with suburban parents like a Republican hasn't seen in that state in quite some time. You want to know why? Because he was thinking forward. He was thinking forward. He was thinking about the future. I can't do anything about what happened in the past. But what I can do is make sure that I'm going to make sure that your kids are going to get the education that they need to be competitive in a global economy. I'm going to make sure that it, their schools are safe. I'm going to make sure that I bring investments into the state in order to make sure that there's opportunities for everyone. One. One. Beat Terry McAuliffe. Beat Terry McAuliffe. You know the kind of fraud, kind of stuff that he was doing in Virginia to try to win? This is part of the Clinton machine. These people stop at nothing. Young can still beat him. So keep that in mind. Just remember that. Because Americans, we know, we, <laughs> the majority of us know we're not rerunning the old election. We're not rerunning 2020 again. It's not going to happen. Get it out of your minds. There's a zero public polling out there that suggests this issue is a winner for Republicans. But there's a lot of public polling out there that suggests that increasing the number of audits that people are going to receive from the IRS isn't something Democrats want to talk about. When framing the student debt issue of this is a giveaway to rich people who voted for Biden, it's a losing issue for Democrats. There's a, when, when, when you have the President of the United States saying, I'm gonna, I, I, you're going you're gonna to need more than just your gun 
when we come and try to take it from you, that's a winning issue for Republicans. That's not something Democrats want to talk about. You think Tim Ryan in, in Ohio wants to talk about that? You think John Fetterman in Pennsylvania wants to talk about Joe Biden taking guns away from Pennsylvanians? Hell no, they don't. Nope. No, they don't. You think Raphael Warnock in Georgia wants to talk about taking guns away from Georgians? No, he does not. No, uh uh-uh, he does not. You want to know what he wants to talk about? Relitigating the 2020 election. That's what, that's what all three of those Democrat candidates want to talk about. Bring that, they love that conversation because it energizes their base. So let's just keep this in mind, folks. We've got a lot of stuff that the Democrats are handing to us on a platter that we need to be taking action on and making sure that our candidates are focusing their energies on that and what's happening in local places. You want to talk about Democrat disasters? Another Democrat disaster? Let's point you in the direction of Jackson, Mississippi. Oof. Jackson, Mississippi. Katie, I want to ask you a question. When was the last time a Republican was in charge of Jackson, Mississippi? I don't know, but it is a red state, is it not? That's correct. Mississippi is a red state. Okay. I don't know it beyond the state level. So, so I went to uh, the uh, look up the past mayors of Jackson, Mississippi. And we're okay. going to get into the story. But I just want to set the stage at this. I could not find in recorded history an instance of a Republican being in charge of Jackson, Mississippi. Ever? Ever. Ooh. There were like a bunch of unaffiliated people at yeah, the beginning. Okay. It's actually, there's actually, it's really a fascinating history. I really need to read the, the history of Mississippi. Okay. It seems interesting. But nevertheless, always been Democrats. Always been Democrats. So what's the big story today? Mississippi's largest city runs out of water indefinitely. Over 180,000 people are left without drinking water and can't flush their toilets or take showers after floods made Jackson's water treatment plant fail. Even the headline is misleading because if you read it, it's not actually the flood. No, it's not the flood. That's correct. The local politicians are blaming it on the flood. Right. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back, but the camel was already broken and dying. Precisely. This water treatment plant hadn't been taken care of. It's failing infrastructure. The city never put resources towards fixing the water treatment plant. I've I've seen they've done they've they've built some convention centers. Oh, helpful. How much do those cost? It doesn't say, but probably Probably, probably enough to help build a water treatment plant. Yeah. Or at least fix it. Yeah. All right. But, you know, I want to I wanna highlight the last little, let's just take a look at back at the last nine years. Okay. On July 1st, 2013, Chakwe Lumumba was sworn into office as mayor of the city. After eight months, uh, he, uh, he died in office. Um, but he was a popular yet controversial figure due to his prior membership in the Republic of New Africa. Okay. What's the Republic of New Africa, you, uh, you might think? Well, this was a, a, a black separatist organization. Oh. <laughs> um, and he is the co-founder of the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. Naturally. Okay. 
Uh, now, uh, in 2017, Lumumba's son took over. Uh, Ch- Chokwe Antar Lumumba ran for mayor and won. Hmm. Uh, following his victory on June 26th, he was interviewed by Amy Goodman on Democracy Now!, at which time he declared a commitment to make Jackson, quote, the most radical city on the planet. Great. I want to read to you literally the next line in the Wikipedia article about Jackson, Mississippi mayors. This is literally the next line. In August 2022, Jackson, Mississippi lost access to water as the city's largest water treatment plant failed and the water from the taps was untreated. (laughs) Well, I got to say, you know, it sounds like he's following the Hugo Chavez playbook, the Venezuelan playbook out there. I can't wait to see when Mississippi runs out of toilet paper. (laughs) That's going to be really Jackson, Mississippi, the most radical city on the planet. And now they can't drink water. I wonder how the radicalization's going. Is that going well? Well, I don't know if you're getting into it, but in the I read the Time article. Is that the same one you read? I read the Daily Mail article. Okay, it. so in the Time one, naturally, it takes, I don't know, a couple of paragraphs before they start to blame it on white people leaving the city. White, oh, good. Yes, because that's, that's the problem. Well, there just wasn't enough money. There's... There was money. You just didn't properly prioritize it. Correct. Correct. I mean, there's always there's always money in the banana stand. You can always you, you know you can always exactly you always have to reprioritize. That's another thing that I saw. That was the other thing I saw. Democrats have run the place forever, and its population at a peak I saw in 1980 census was 200,000. It's now 150,000. So they've lost lost a quarter of their population over the past 40 years. Mm-hmm. I think that tells you something about how the leadership in the city has been running the place and whether people with the means to get out decided to get out or not. Like, that tells you something. Like, that's not a racial issue. They always want to call it, make that a racial issue. I, 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 I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I'm pretty sure that no matter what race you are, you'd rather live in a nice, safe neighborhood than an unsafe uh, uh, unclean neighborhood or one where there's no water yeah or one where there's potable water versus one where you can't where drinking it is uh is a feat of strength and and possibly and possibly a coin flip on whether you die or not so yeah so, so like this like this idea that it's a racial issue is nonsense it's just people with the means the ability to get out left because they weren't being catered to Right? They're like, hey, we're putting a lot in. We're not seeing a lot out. I'm, I'm, I'm done. See ya. Right. And of course, in the article, it says it's going to cost like $200 million to fix it. And I'm sure it was a lot less if they had just, you know, fixed Maintained it. it. I think the article didn't say something like it's been in disrepair since like 1940. Something like that. Yeah. Just never like taken care of. I'm surprised it lasted that long. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is like another thing. Like Democrats, like just just remember, folks. Democrats will kill you. <laughs> Democrats will kill you. Democrats will kill you. Republicans will just take your money because we have our own local issue here in Arizona. Oh yeah. Our governor, mm-hmm. Doug Ducey. Yep. Let the Saudis 
take our water. That's a problem because in the desert, we don't have a lot of water. Not a lot of water. He's given him a $38 million discount over the past seven years. Yikes. Not good. Not a good look. Not a good look. It's not a good look when your office doesn't return, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, return your calls for comment. Um, but essentially what's, uh, what's happened in here in Arizona is that this uh, Saudi farming firm, Fotomonte, um, got this sweetheart deal on water usage. And um, essentially the state, of, the state of Arizona can just put an end to it. They could just put an end to it if they want to. Ducey so, could just put his foot down. Do it. Brnovich, Attorney General, could just put his foot down. Get rid of it. And why aren't they? Well, that's the question that I asked. Because I'm fascinated by the Saudi stuff. Right? I'm a, I'm a golf fan. I'm fascinated by the Saudi league that's popped up. I'm fascinated at the amount of money that they're just splashing out around the world to get people to just say just nice things about them when it's just one of the most horrible backwards countries on the planet. If I went over there, I would be murdered. You know, like, like you know, like, like that's, if, you're, you're, if your country would kill me on the spot, if I entered, I'm not going to have good things to say about you, ever. Um, I also think that a country that murders um, basically anyone who isn't a Muslim male who adheres to Sharia law, I'm not really sure why we need to be in business with them as a country. Furthermore, Saudi Arabia essentially funded and put the plans for 9-11 into works. That is without a doubt. The Saudi government knew it was going to happen. The Bush administration, the Obama administration, and the Trump administration never released the information about it. To his credit, Joe Biden did. Joe Biden released more of the 9-11 report than any other president. And it does point to two Saudi government officials who, prob- who, who knew what was going on. Never mind, ga- we're giving support to the terrorists. Saudi Arabia was behind September 11th. It's a stone cold fact. But they are splashing the cash. And one place is where they splash the cash? Hmm. Arizona. 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 Huh. Isn't this funny? So the Saudi deal, water deal, happened in 2015. Okay. A couple years later. Seven years ago. Electric car maker to use a part of $1 billion from Saudi Arabia for an Arizona plant. An electric car maker plans to build a factory outside Phoenix received an injection of $1 billion from Saudi Arabia. And they're building a $700 million factory in Casa Grande. Hmm. Doug Ducey, major win for Pinal County. For, 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 those, for those of you without a library in your town, when a company, say, so when a company agrees to build a $700, $700 million factory in the state, you know who knows about this and is actively works in the negotiations to get that stuff done and why you're going to build it in their state and not someone else's state? The governor. The governor. I'm not suggesting Doug Ducey was paid off by the Saudis, but I find it curious that the Saudis have a sweetheart water deal in a place where there's very hard to get water. 
and we have them investing money into the state to build electric car plants. Hmm. So you'd like them to be kicked out. Or I why would. are you bringing this up, essentially? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm bringing it up because we have to make sure that, that we... You know what? Frankly, as an America... We have to be America first in our policies in this country. We have to be America first. And we have to be American citizens first. And it's not, oh, let's help out Saudi Arabian farmers in Arizona. That water needs to go to our communities. Yep. Period. End of sentence. And to our farmers, domestic companies that own farms. If, I'm, sure that there are, I'm sure that there are American citizen farmers who would like some of that water. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia should have nothing to do with it. Period. End of sentence. But it's just another case of them, hey... We need some water. Here's some money. Not a bad deal. Just, 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 that's also my way of saying, be, just watch out for the Saudi stuff. It's, a, it's big time on our side of the aisle, and it's, it's very bad. Very bad. That's my official take on it. It's very bad. Very bad people. But it's about time we end with some fun stuff. All right? Um, <laughs> all right, I got a question for you. Okay. Would you pay extra money yeah. to fly on a plane uh-huh. where there were no children? No. That was my take, too. <laughs> that was my take, too, on it. And uh, I saw there's, this story. There's a lot of things that bug me about flying. Kids is not high on the list. So that, that's kind of where I, what I came down to as well. Uh, it, this is a story. Daily Mail. Plane passenger sparks a debate on adults-only flights after her three-hour trip was ruined by a wailing girl kicking her chair. Said she'd pay so much money for a child-free cabin. And I mean, I feel like that's called first class. Well, so one, yeah, I mean, yeah, a common, a common refrain was, yeah, it's called first class. They don't allow you to do all well, one, a little kid that can't even reach the chair in front of him in first class right. to kick it because of the extra leg room. Uh, number one, yeah, that was my take. My take was like of all of the flying experiences, the amount of times where I've had, I've flown so much in my life. I have flown so much. And, um, the number of times, I can count on one hand the number of times I've had what I would call an unruly passenger behind me. Yeah. Um, and um, generally speaking, the issue resolves itself. Right. Either, you know, like, like generally speaking, that like if the kid is behaving so much, dis- misbehaving so much, and I was in a situation where the kid behind me was just misbehaving. Finally, the parent just lost it on the kid. I mean, just flat lost it on the kid, which was the only way the kid was going to, I mean, unless someone was going to smack the kid, the only way the kid was going to get to stop his parent absolutely losing on him. Kid didn't make a peep the rest of the flight. It's probably stayed with him to this, this day, getting dressed down in public like that. Um, you know, and that, and, that, and that stuff happens, and you get a great story out of it. You know, you should have seen what happened on my flight. But that was my take. I mean, what, what, what part of the airline, of the, of the flying process annoys you the most? Um, I hate the fact that I have to bum rush the gate so I can ensure that my bag gets on. 
Number one. That was like, I was, so, so my first thing is, is I don't really care about security. I don't really care about TSA. You're pre-check. I'm not. I can't remember the last time I spent more than 10 minutes in an airport. Oh, we're going to, now you cursed us for the I'm, next time we I'm fly. I'm so screwed. I'm so screwed. But honestly, really, I mean, like, you know, I, I think I got in, in, you know, in Charlotte, I think I spent, you know, maybe 11 minutes, you know, and that was because they were just, they were just, there was like a shift change. And once more people came and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened and all of a sudden you look, you turn around and you're like, oh man, I got, I'm, here I am, shoes off, everything's gone, you know? Um, um, but, but my first thing was get, I would pay more to ensure that my bag is above me in that overhead bin. I'll pay an extra 10 bucks, put a sticker on my bag, says this is guaranteed on the flight. Well, I don't know if I would pay more. I would. I'd pay five, 10 bucks for the peace of mind. That's a beer. That's a beer. Or they could just like stop charging. Like, because in the olden days, you never had to worry about it because they didn't charge you for the first checked bag. So everybody checked their bag. Yeah, a lot of people checked their bag. They also just didn't like, I mean, Everyone's had to deal with lost luggage before, but you know. Because let me tell you, it's really not let me tell you, super common. There is an airline that charges you. It's called Spirit, and you have to pay thirty-five dollars to get your bag on. And let me tell you, it sucks. Well, yeah, I get. I get. So that would then become my most annoying thing is that I have to pay to take my bag on. That would. That's. Yeah. No. This is my stuff. This is part of the agreement. Right, I'm bringing I'm bringing it on on the plane. Maybe people fly Spirit just aren't bringing anything on, shipping it between locations. It's literally the only thing they don't charge you for is a seatbelt. I mean, I haven't flown in a few years, so maybe they also charge you for a seatbelt. But that would be great. <laughs> literally everything. Do not fly Spirit. I'm 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 personally of the opinion of, um, you know. It's plain. The point is to get you to point A, to point B safely. Anything else that you experience is a bonus. So why don't you just sit down, shut up, read a book, watch a movie. Don't complain. Don't harass the people around you. Don't do something that you would find annoying yourself. And we can all just get to our next destination. That's that's my that's that's my my as the you know that's that but but yeah I just never I just never thought of paying more for an adults only flight because the thing that afraid me about that is that's just going to be a bunch of drunk idiots like I don't care if there's a kid laughing and giggling watching a show behind me you know watching cartoons I do care if the guy next to me is absolutely three sheets to the wind you know, bothering me, trying to get me into a conversation. I don't want to talk with you. You smell like a distillery. <laughs> I can't even understand what you're saying anyways. That's way more annoying than a kid. Um, I have to bring this, this story up because I love this one. All right. All right. This is the last one. Cause... This is the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. Ooh, last one. Um, you can save some of them for Sunday. I'll save the trad wives one okay. for Sunday. We'll, okay. we'll get into that because you need to read that one. Um, who do you think uh, enjoys 
they're um, they're they're making whoopee life more religious people or non-religious people. So I already cheated and saw it in the show. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of it's literally in the URL. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss. Religious people have a more satisfying love life. Uh, this is this is from researchers at the University of Exeter in the UK. Oh, I was like, oh, look at you. How many, no. no, 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 no. That's well, we're not the University of Exeter. We're Philip Ex, Phillips Exeter Academy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Not like that safety school in Andover. Four years, folks. Four okay, real so years. You just wanted to say whoopee on the air, or was there something else to that story? <laughs> well, so 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 I found this in conjunction with another story, which 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 was yeah, and yeah, saying making whoopee is fun, but it is. It goes to the story of that of of what they say is that the what they found is that the religious people didn't have um, weren't making love as much as non-religious people. But that they uh, they reported a higher uh, satisfaction, so it was a quality over quantity. Ah, that that that's what they were getting at, um, and it was interesting because it ties into this other study that I saw today, which was about what which which they asked uh, older Americans if you're f- to look back and say if you're looking at someone who's forty years old, would you rather you know be you know just just make getting by. With kids, but loving kids, family, and all that. Or would you rather be childless, unmarried, and sitting on a fat stack of cash? Sixty. Why are those the only options? Sixty. <laughs> well, it was to get to the point of like what motivates people, right? Like, like what at the end of the day? Why is it so presumed that if you have children, you will be poor? It's not. That is what the question is assuming. Well, I know that that's what it's assuming, but the point is to get at the your like your base level motivation of like, do you live to like make money and be successful, or is it stuff outside of life that is going to bring you more joy than you know what you are able to do and not do based on your bank account? That's the that's the question. It's just phrased differently. Okay. And it was 60% picked the kids and 40% took the money. But then if you go down further, mm-hmm. 46% of Democrats chose the money, mm-hmm. whereas 74% of Republicans chose the family. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me at all. Does, I mean, we are the party family values. I mean, it's kind of what we are, Right. You know, we, we, we choose that. We're the old fuddy-duddies. I still just don't like the poll that they didn't have a third option, which is... You can have it all. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Or third, would you choose everything's amazing? You're like, or would oh, you choose... Door number three here. Fantastic. Everything's amazing. Everything comes... Everything... <laughs> That's... <laughs> um, it doesn't. It it, it it doesn't surprise me. But but I, I I think to wrap this up, it does bring us back to kind of the point at the beginning mm-hmm. of life's beautiful, world's beautiful. Democrats are doing stupid things. <laughs> okay, let's take advantage of it. We've seen examples of how we can make we can take the Republican Party and show people that you know we're going to make their lives better. 
and we're going to do it in a more sustainable way than just by sending out checks to people in exchange for their vote. Now, we're going to make your kids' lives better. That America has some structural problems that we need to face over the coming decades. Here's our solutions for that. People will listen, right? I want to end with that, and I also want to end with Dr. Oz turning it around a little bit in Pennsylvania. You want to know why? He's gotten off social media. Oh, good. He's going into the towns, and he's meeting people face-to-face. And he's, he's telling them stopped, how he's going to make their life stopped better. Stop saying crudite. And he stopped saying crudite. Okay. Good. Yep. He's hitting the ground. He's meeting, pe- meeting people. He's going county to county to county to county. His polling's turned around. Because you want to know why? He's talking about real issues to real people and how their lives are going to be better if he's their senator. There you go. All That's right. how we're going to do it, folks. We will see you September 1st. September that 1st. that is Thursday. All right. That is Thursday. That is Thursday. <laughs> that is that is a the day after tomorrow. Correct. Until then. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun. say America stay out the bushes stay out the bushes Jeff is a mess <laughs> <laughs>